The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member. And we don't mean your Aunt Dolores. You stink! The TNT Shop has it all at TNTradio.live. This is Locked and Loaded with Rick Munn on TNT. Yeah, you better believe it. It's uh, TNT, today's news talk. I am Rick Munn. This is Locked and Loaded, and it is Friday. The 2nd of February, 2024, it's been an absolutely epic week here, but it's not over yet uh, in locked and loaded terms. We still have Basil Valentine uh, about to jump on the airwaves and give us a, a breaking news stories here. And then I have two guests before the top of the hour. I'm going to be joined uh, for the second time on the show by Leilani Dowding at around about 20 past the hour. And around about 22, I have my old friend, my old sparring partner, Trevor John, he will be joining us as well live, and we're going to be talking shop about what's happening in the UK. Uh, but before we get there, just to let you guys know, if you didn't already, uh, haven't already done so, that we have an app that's available on the Google Play store or the app store that you can download onto your device of choice and you can listen to us that way there's also the option to do the live streaming on there we have a, a calendar on our uh, web page which is tntradio.live a what's on calendar you'll be able to check out any events that are happening in and around your area or promote your own events in that free of charge just leave uh, the information with us uh, at the studio through the email contact forms and we will advertise your event for you free of charge until it actually happens and of course you can play back any missed episodes of both audio and visual all from that central hub which is tnt radio.live now uh, in ireland at the minute uh, the lunacy never ends uh, that should be our uh, tourist board strap line welcome to ireland where the lunacy never ends there's another green policy that's been enacted from yesterday uh, it's a green recycling thing so another green loopy policy comes into effect you can now pay you now have to pay a deposit have to pay a deposit for any drink in a plastic bottle okay then instead of putting your empty plastic bottle in your recycling bin you have to take it back to a shop and put it through a reverse recycling machine where it will give you credit for about 10 pence or 20 cents Aussie terms okay uh instead of just putting it into a recycling bin it seems environmentally ridiculous so basically now you have a lot more cars that are driving to supermarkets and shops with these reverse vending machines to get your 15 or 20 pence back probably spending about two quids worth of fuel or diesel to get there and back polluting the atmosphere as you go and the machines will be left plugged in all day using unknown amounts of electricity and for what purpose uh, this is a comment by ben gilroy on x he said the crazy loopy greens they never cease to amaze me with their stupidity and you know how they're they're positioning this they're saying you're going to get money back for your old plastic bottles you're not getting money back you're getting your deposit back you have to pay deposit and if you don't use these damn machines then you lose your deposit you're not getting money back you're not being paid to use these machines you're giving your money back that they took off you at the front end and paying it back out at the back end on top of any fuel and extra time you're going to have to spend using these damned reverse recycling machines so that's what's happening in the republic of ireland thank the lord it hasn't come up to the north and hopefully it won't but that's what they're suffering down in the republic and also uh, just very briefly uh, somebody put in a freedom of information request 
Uh, this was done. Uh, let me see. Uh, dear Kelly, I refer to your freedom or your request of the 9th of January 2024, made under the Freedom of Information Act, where you asked for the following. Number one, could you tell me the number of international protection applicants currently living in the Riverside Centre of McCroom in the Republic of Ireland? That was number one. Number two was give us records relating to other centres operating in the area. And number three, tell us the amount of people in those centres. So that's pretty straightforward information. She wasn't asking for names she wasn't asking you for nationality she just said can you tell us who's in there can you tell us the amount of people in there and are they operating as international protection centers and the result the result was i as the deciding officer have made a final decision to refuse your request uh refuse pursuant to section 332 1b of the freedom of information act to disclose this could risk the lives could risk the lives of the people in those centers and the people working in them as well they know the centres are there. They know where the people are. They know the names and they know the addresses of these properties. They're only asking for the amount of people in them, but apparently to divulge that information could risk life and limb for both the employees and the residents. So they are not giving out that information under the Freedom of Information Act. Ireland, where the lunacy never ends. Unlike TNT, of course, where the magic never ends. And speaking of wizardry and magic, uh, we have our very own Merlin about to take stand again. None other than Basil Valentine. Don't go away. We'll be right back here on TNT. Today's News Talk. Delivering the facts. Source I can trust. Today's News Talk Radio. TNT. TNT. Welcome back. Welcome back, Mr. V. How are you this morning? Very well, thank you, Rick. Good to see you again. And hello mm -hmm. to our viewers and listeners all around the world. Indeed, indeed. How the year is marching on, uh, Basil. We're into February already, 2nd February, and uh, there's no let up on the news front. I have a feeling, don't ask me why, but this year is going to be absolutely banzai when it comes to news on all areas in all parts of the world. I think we're going to have a real job keeping up with it this year, even more so than the last three years, Baz. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it. I sometimes listen to predictions by psychics and other people mm. who get messages from heaven knows where, literally. And they're all saying that 2024 is going to be absolutely extraordinary. Things are going to get turned completely on their head. And, you know, by the, judging by the start of it, that, that would seem to be the case. I mean, a lot of people are talking about a a worldwide awakening, um, a global uprising against the governing oligarchy, whether over the war in the Middle East or incomes being squeezed or uh, the right to bodily autonomy and the WHO power grab, all these sort of interconnected and interlocking issues. And ordinary people are starting to realise that they thought they lived in democracies, but their voices are not heard. And more radical action is required for power to be returned to the people. Mm. It could be, this could be the year of radical action. I mean, it, 2022, you remember it kicked off more or less February 2022 with the uh, Canadian truckers protest. That spread to other parts of Europe. But then, of course, there was a very hard clampdown using uh, Trudeau, using the National Security Emergency Acts to protect Canadians from potential terrorism, which has been found to be unlawful, by the way. That kind of threw a spanner in the works for that, plus freezing funds and suspending commercial licenses and freezing bank accounts. He threw everything at those people uh, to disperse them. This year, uh, we've got off to an almighty bank 
along with the farmers' protest, the siege of Paris, yes. Germany's joining in, uh, Ireland, England are uh, they're talking about uh, the farmers coming together there too en masse. But that will massively impact all of us because whenever the, the, the deliveries stop going to the supermarkets or the produce isn't getting delivered to the supermarkets to put on the shelves, when people on the ground start to get hungry, irrespective of their views on this or whether or not they're politically minded or not, once the, start, the stomach starts to rumble and it becomes uh, harder and harder to get food, people will take notice, Basil. Well, the farmers have the single most effective slogan in the history of demonstrations worldwide in the entire history of our civilization which is a very simple four-word slogan no mm -hmm. farmers no food it's just yeah. <laughs> you, know, you can't argue with it there's no sort of pejorative there there's no there's no moot point at all it's not an opinion it's a simple statement of fact, and uh, that's the message that was emblazoned on the front of the tractors besieging the European Leaders' Union Summit in Brussels, which was uh, followed by farmers hurling eggs, dumping manure, and lighting fires. Uh, they don't mess about in Europe. The French have been besieging the capital uh, ever since 1789. They believe they own the country and they are not the vassals that we as subjects of the monarch are in the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, Rick, as I'm mm. sure you're well aware. They mm. are citoyens, they are citizens, and all have an equal share in the Republic. So the French don't mess about. Um, no. You know, nevertheless, obviously, Macron's trying to arrest them all. And I even saw a hilarious clip on X. Uh, some farmers were followed into their field by police in hot pursuit not quite sure what the farmers had done wrong probably been protesting somewhere only for the police in what appeared to be a four by four some sort of suv then to get stuck in the field and require the farmers to tow them out yeah. yeah, so, you know, uh, there's a lot to be said for that. Not only no farmers, no food, but in the case of the gendarmes, uh, no farmers, uh, no vehicles back on uh, the tarmac again, either they had to rely on those farmers to tow them back out of that field. Now, we have a couple other uh, stories as well, lest, we've, uh, lest we digress too far. Uh, NATO have put a message up here to do with uh, at a Lockheed Martin facility, Jens, uh, Jens Tottelberg emphasised NATO's... Toltenberg emphasized that NATO's crucial role in creating a vast market for defense sales and production. That all sounds very positive, doesn't it? There's a nice positive spin NATO are putting on this particular little article. Well, uh, if you are in love with the military industrial complex and want to see ever growing war budgets, which end up being used on civilian populations to catastrophic effect, then it's good news. If you want a world of peace and prosperity, it's very bad news. Uh, Stoltenberg was in Alabama in the United States huh. visiting a Lockheed Martin factory there, and he's pictured uh, behind some huh. sort of weaponry, uh, yes. noting that over the last two years alone, allies, by that he means NATO countries, have agreed to buy $120 billion worth of weapons from US defense companies. Uh, those allies include Israel, of course, uh, 
who are likely to be committing genocide, terrible slaughter, 30,000 dead there. Uh, where else? Uh, Saudi Arabia, Ukraine, uh, various other meat grinder wars going on around the world. So, you know, one is reminded endlessly of uh, Eisenhower's warning when he left office. What was it? Uh, 64 years ago now, in 1960, um, when uh, he warned about the dangers of the military-industrial complex because there's uh, a revolving door between the upper echelons of the De Department of Defense, NATO, and the manufacturers like Lockheed Martin and Raytheon uh, to keep the war machine going. Mm -hmm. This picture you reference as well, obviously people can't see it uh, that are listening into us, but if you go onto the X platform, just look up NATO, at NATO, and look at it. Uh, it's almost like it's a wedding photograph, but instead of there being yes. a bride and groom in the center, there's a bomb. There's a bomb, and they're standing around this bomb, uh, grinning from ear to ear. Both the workers and the politicians and the investors are standing around this bomb, literally ecstatically happy, grinning. And ultimately, when you think about how morbid this photograph is, that bomb will be sold to someone who will drop it on humans. It will explode and cause carnage, loss of limbs, loss of life, death, destruction, and carnage, devastating areas. And yet, Basil, they stand there Cheshire cat style with each huge grins on their face. I think that picture in and of itself speaks a thousand words. I think that picture encapsulates uh, the, the disgusting greed mentality and step over humans at the, at the expense of profit, especially for these weapons manufacturers more than anything else. That picture of them in that uh, Lockheed factory, it's disgusting. I, I couldn't agree with you more, Rick. Uh, worldwide spending on weapons keeps reaching record highs. And, of course, the rhetoric from politicians is that everybody is our enemy. Russia, China, you know, had that idiotic warning from Sir Peter Saunders last week about the possible need for prescription. You know, the, the overall direction of global affairs has taken a very dark turn in the last 20 years or so from the so-called peace dividend of the 1990s, uh, when we thought we were moving towards uh, a more generally harmonious world, if I can use that word, uh, of peace and prosperity to the sheer lunacy that's taken over the over the uh, body politic these days and the new Cold War that's being mm. stoked by one side, I should add, because mm. uh, the Russians aren't, they're not, and the Chinese aren't stoking any Cold no. Wars. You know, they have their own not. strategic interests, but they're not, you know, they're not rattling sabers at everybody else. Uh, in no, fact, just to bring us to the final part of this yeah, story, just, the International yeah, Court of Justice, in the news, of course, for uh, its ruling uh, about the Middle East, has also this week rejected much of a case filed by Ukraine that accused Russia of funding separatist rebels in eastern Ukraine, mm -hmm. saying that Moscow had failed to investigate alleged breaches, but that it is not a terrorist state. Uh, this is generally regarded as something of a win for the Russians. Mm -hmm.
yeah, I win. Uh, you know, and that, you know, what a what a way to say, celebrate that you won. Just say I had my day in court and I won. I wasn't actually found guilty of war crimes, but that's what I'm sure uh, Putin won't be breaking open the champagne or popping any corks in the Kremlin here tonight. You know, a little bit of common sense is prevailing in the world, but I just can't get that image of those people uh, in that Lockheed Martin factory standing around a bomb, smiling. Uh, it's this, it's quite sick, actually, bizarre but sick. But thank you very much for bringing that it's to a, your attention here this no, morning. Notice the, yep. notice the diversity in the picture, though, Rick. They've got that oh, yeah. right, haven't they? The, the, it's all about the diversity. you got to get those ESG scores up, even with uh, Lockheed right. Martin. Uh, so many thanks to you, my friend. Uh, thanks for all your input this week as well, by the way, and all the work that you're doing behind the scenes here on TNT. That's the one and only Basil Valentine. I'll be back after this short break. No problem with at Leilani Darling. So please don't go away. Stay tuned for more here on TNT, today's news talk. TNT's Kate Shimarani. I'm of the, the belief that your body can totally, 100% heal itself. If you remove the offending things and you flood your body with what it needs. What do your dogs and your kids do when they get sick? They lie down and sleep, don't they? They don't want to eat. They get great big temperatures and they just want to rest. What, do you think you're a special special snowflake? You're any different? No, that's you as well. But what do they want to do when you go to the hospital? I've seen it firsthand in the last couple of weeks. They're just going to serve you rubbish food, wheat, sugar, dairy, animal protein, tea and coffee, fluoridated, fluoridated, bromine, water, drugs, pharmaceutical petroleum-based drugs. Kate Shamarani on today's News Talk TNT. If you're talking about it, we're talking about it. Today's News Talk Radio TNT. Okay, TNT, where the magic never ends. And I'm very, very happy to be joined again as she's come back for more punishment this morning on to Locked and Loaded by the one and only uh, Leilani Doubting. Leilani is a social and a political commentator, a landlord, a reality TV star, and also a regular on Mark Stein UK uh, TV. So Leilani, welcome back to the show. And how are you doing this fine uh, Friday morning? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. I'm not doing too bad, but one of the things we were going to discuss was actually uh, Mark Stein himself. Uh, He's got a court case that's ongoing at the minute. And I'm not going to lie, I went onto his webpage yesterday and I know he had been ill. Uh, uh, He had been ill for a period of time with his heart. But uh, I saw a picture of him there yesterday, Leilani, and he he looks pretty frail at the moment. How's he doing? Just uh, you're in contact with him on a regular basis. How's he doing in general? You know, his health is really suffering. Um, He's spoken about it a lot, um, especially the trial. He's under a lot of stress. Um, He's spoken about um, possible vaccine injury as well. Um, And, you know, he's in a wheelchair. He's had three heart attacks. Um, He's he's not doing well. But I have no doubt that this trial that has been going on for 12 years, actually, um, this case is 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 definitely contributing to it. And it's a real case of lawfare. I think Um, I've been watching the trial, actually, um, and there's a brilliant podcast as well by Anne McIlvenny and um, Phelan McAteer that go through an hour a day and, and, and summarise it. But I've I've actually tuned in and watched the trial as well live. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom, to, for, for people that maybe aren't familiar with Mark uh, outside of the UK, he was uh, he was one of the original uh, OGs of GB News, one of the people that was actually breaking news, challenging the actual government narratives and not afraid, uh, you know, to, to speak his mind. And of course, he got hit uh, by Ofcom. He got a lot of complaints because of the content of his shows. And then he was scrapped. Uh, he was axed from GB News and then he went out uh, and set up on his own. So uh, he was one of the people that were speaking out against these narratives at the start and he was penalized as a result of it could that have played into possibly as uh, you know failing health as well because he's been he's been screwed over a lot by uh, the people that should have been looking after him oh absolutely i mean gb news were absolutely horrific to him you know he spoke against the narrative um he's he, he was a, one of the first people on there actually to talk, speak out against the vaccines and talk about the harms and he had a special on where he got people to speak about the damages that they'd had. So um, de- I think that has definitely contributed mm-hmm. um, as well. But but this trial, I mean, he was one of the people at the start who spoke out about the climate change narrative. Now, this is mm-hmm. what the trial is about. Um, he's being sued for defamation by Professor Michael Mann, who um, is very famous for making the stick, the hockey graph that kind of shows this mm-hmm. quick increase um, over the last few hundred years of, of um, you know, the weather and yeah. climate and yeah. it's all going up. But actually, during the trial, they break it down as well. And you see how the data was manipulated. Now, Mark, uh, Mark Stein um, said that he'd uh, manipulated and tortured the data the same way Greg Sendersky had manipulated and tortured children. Now, he wasn't mm-hmm. talking and comparing him to Sandusky, who's mm-hmm. um he he was he was the I think he was a head of sports in, in Penn State and he'd abused young boys. Mm-hmm. It was a massive case, you know, 12 years ago, mm-hmm. um, when this kind of came out and this is the, the, the case started. So um going back to it, uh Sandusky had abused children, Penn State had helped cover it up. Mm-hmm. Um Michael Mann, they believe um manipulated data and when there was they looked into it um he was found innocent and they they've compared the cover-up of the data and the cover-up of you know protecting michael mann's um hockey stick graph they mm-hmm. mark stein compared that to uh the cover-up of sandusky he didn't compare mm-hmm. michael mann to sandusky yes. um which is basically what the trial is about and it's when you listen to it, it's unbelievable. You know, Michael Mann's talking about about getting a dirty look in a supermarket. <laughs> you know, and then I found it fascinating that he says, you know, my, uh, well, you know, people understand what a dirty look is. Everyone's had a dirty look. Okay, so if everyone's had a dirty look, how can you say that this dirty look specifically came? because Mark Stein had written a blog about you. It's, you know, statistically, like what are the statistics on that? It's absolutely insane. And this is how the trial goes. Um, You know, he's obviously suing for defamation. The burden's on him to show that he lost money. Um, But yet he's talking about, you know, traveling around with Al Gore, how he has this bromance with with Leo DiCaprio and it's really weird he starts mm-hmm. talking about their height um mm-hmm. and it's like you know what's this got to Strange. do with you know defamation and then mm-hmm. you know Mark shows that his earnings actually went up but what went down um was you know the grants but remember this is mm-hmm. a time when Penn State was under a lot of scrutiny when people had seen that you know they were covered up 
you know, child sex abuse going on within Penn State. Mm -hmm. So obviously, you know, maybe the grants, people didn't want to give grants to Penn mm -hmm. State. Um, so so it's 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 a very um detailed and quite complicated case. Mm. And like I said, it also brings in climate change. And Mark stands by the fact mm. that he believes um, the data was manipulated. Um, and, it, and, and, and then you get kind of um, freedom of being able to speak, freedom of speech. Yeah. Are you allowed? To, yeah. You know, can you say uh, without this, fear of this, being prosecuted? Yeah. Is this not a little bit like, do you remember the last time you were on here, actually, we were talking about uh, some of the comments that Joey Barton had made, who's an English, yeah. uh, ex-English Premier League footballer. He's been rattling a lot of cages. And one of the things that he said, it actually reminds me of a statement he made, uh, something similar, where he said some of the commentary on football games by certain uh, pundits, it's like they've murdered more games than Fred and Rose West, you know, who were notorious serial killers over in the UK. He wasn't saying that the commentators were killing people. He likened their murdering of commentary to murder. Yeah. It's almost like that's the same kind of principle that Mark was making. He wasn't accusing this guy of child abuse and he wasn't saying exactly. he was using it as an He was likening it to cover-ups that were done by Penn State. So it's a strange one. I hope uh, uh, this goes well for Mark's case because he's a good guy uh, and he yeah. deserves a break on this after everything else that he's been through. So this trial is ongoing at the minute and no doubt as it continues to develop, uh, we can keep abreast of what's actually happening there. I've got to take a little pause right now just for news headlines, uh, Leilani. And when we come back, I want to look at a cause that's close to your heart. Uh, there's a protest coming up in London to do with animal cruelty and animal testing. I want to look at a little bit of that shine a little bit of light on that when we come back after the news headlines here on TNT. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Have you heard the news? The news, the news. Now, TNT Radio News. This is the news. Matt Boyland here with a look at your TNT headlines. US President Joe Biden has been slammed for once again likening his son's cancer-related death to the loss of US troops killed by enemy fire overseas. Meanwhile, there's growing speculation the 81-year-old may not be president for much longer, even if he is lucky enough to win a second term in office. And as talk of a new world war heats up, Britain has announced plans to test fire a nuclear missile to be launched from a submarine in the Atlantic. We're the pinup boys and poster girls for free speech. We just don't look as impressive as Vladimir Putin shirtless on a horse. Yeah. 24-7, 365, we never stop sifting fact from fiction, misinformation from the truth, from government overreach to the latest on mandates, big tech censorship to propaganda gone mad. Listen to TNT Radio and get the news and views direct from our expert presenters and commentators anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's news talk, this is TNT Radio. Okay, I'm uh, in conversation this morning live with Leilani Doubting. And by the way, I should have said this at the top of the hour or the start of the show. You can follow her on the X or the Twitter platform if that's the one that you use at Leilani, L-E-I-L-A-N-I, Doubting, D-O-W-D-I-N-G. I'm spelling it out because some people don't get my accent. So it's Leilani Doubting on the X platform. Uh, you have a, a thing coming up here. Uh, you put a post up. Uh, this week, you said, I asked Mike Fabricant, my MP, to attend the parliamentary debate on the 19th of Feb, referenced testing on animals. They're still breeding beagles in the UK to test household chemicals in labs in the UK. They force them to inhale and ingest things like detergent, lime scale remover, floor cleaners, and they poured them into their eyes. 
So you've been uh, to Camp Beagle protests outside breeding factories. It's something that you care deeply about. You're trying to raise awareness of this. You're trying to get MPs involved. They're not biting, though, are they? You know, there's a couple. I think Ben Habib's... Um, He's uh, made a little video and he's going to try and raise awareness. Andrea Jenkins as well. Um, and I think a lot of people are really shocked to know that they're still breeding animals in the UK in Huntingdon at Maestro Bioresources, um, still breeding them and testing them, not for, you know, just drugs or life-saving drugs or anything like that, but for household, you know, detergents, cleaners, um, and items like that so i think people were quite shocked actually um i have always been involved with you know campaigning for animals a long time before i started campaigning about us being locked up in our homes and forced to wear masks and whatever but um so it's good for me to be able to go back and 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 now that i've got another a platform as well raise more awareness about what's going on in this country still um with these dogs so um there is a parliamentary debate i think camp beagle managed to get 109,000 signatures um you know so that we can talk about ending toxicology testing on on beagles and, and other animals Mm -hmm. So this uh, this is something that's happening in London then uh, in the week that's coming, or not in the week coming up, it's on the 19th, so what's that, uh, 17 days from now, the, you're going to London. What, what are you hoping to achieve uh, uh, at London, or is it simply to raise the awareness, or are you trying to get uh, action or legislation changed uh, to stop this ongoing testing? Because I would have thought uh, I would have thought there's enough products in the market. Uh, maybe I'm being a little bit naive here. Of course, uh, there's no such thing as too much profit for pharmaceutical or yeah. places like Lever. But you would have thought there's enough pro bloody products in the market now. They don't need to keep bringing new ones out and retesting animals over and over again, torturing them effectively for the sake of floor cleaner or lime scale remover for your bathroom. Well, exactly. There's plenty of products. And personally, I prefer to use more natural products anyway that, that aren't going to give off toxic fumes. Um, you know, when I'm spraying my bathroom, I, you know, if, if I'm using something strong, I'm gosh, like, oh, it makes me cough, you know. So I prefer natural products myself personally. So I agree. There's, a, there's you know, there's plenty of things on the market. We don't need to keep doing this. They really managed to stop it with um, beauty and cosmetics and okay. stuff like that. So I think now it's time for household um, products to be to be stopped so there's going to be a debate in parliament on the 19th at 4 30 mm. and i think there's also going to be a gathering of people outside prior to that just to raise awareness just to show mm. that there's a lot of people that stand behind this um that want to see you know them stopping breeding and testing on these dogs so i think there's going to so camp beagle are uh, going to be organizing the the protest um or not really the protest it's more like coming there in solidarity um, and, and showing some support for the animals. And then inside of Parliament, there, there will be a debate. Now, let's hope people actually show up to it, because we've seen that sometimes MPs would just rather stay home mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and do nothing yeah. than actually uh, talk about, you know, things that people have written petitions for. So that's why we urge everyone to speak to their MP, try and get their MP to go there and, and uh, you know, lend a voice. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is too, uh, you know, there's a lot happening in London at the minute. Uh, unfortunately, there was a, this is just something that I, I looked at here this morning, something that you had reposted here about uh, the London acid attacks. You're talking about yeah. uh, testing chemicals on uh, animals here. There was an acid attack, a horrific acid attack in London this week. The the suspect has been named as Abdul Ezedi, and he was convicted of a sex offence in 2018. And then he was granted asylum after he committed the sex attack in 2018 and he's gone on to injure uh, over 10 people with acid some of them uh, yeah. with potentially life-changing industries as well london is a real uh, you know i've never really been there unless i've been traveling to heathrow to fly out uh, to somewhere right. else i've never really spent any time in london but from the reports that i'm getting i'm sure you've been there uh, a few times or you've been there quite a lot uh, it seems to be a changed place than what it was even 10 or 20 years ago you know, when I lived there, when I was like 18, 19, I felt safe in London. I would go out at night late. I'd, uh, you know, walk to a bus. I'd get a night bus home with friends of mine one or two o'clock in the morning after going out. London is not a safe place anymore. You know, if I go down there, I, I, I'd never wear my engagement ring. You know, I, I won't wear, an, you take a nice bag with me. Nothing, everything nice has to stay at home because it's not a safe place. And this, but this, going back to this acid attack, I mean, this guy was denied asylum twice. He was then housed, I think, and helped by um uh, a charity that gets government money so our taxpayers money uh, i think it's called action foundation um and he was they enabled him to stay here and live here um and they fed him and then you know so a lot of people have now tweeted out the ceo of that that charity and that charity saying look you've helped enable this there are people that are helping enable these people to stay in the country so if he had been deported um uh, on the time, you know, after the two times that his asylum had been denied, if he had been deported after mm. the sex attack, this attack on this acid attack on these people, including children, would never have happened. And this is the problem. Mm. It's like, you know, th- these people are in these people like Action Foundation um, and the MPs that won't support them or sit there on the planes and, uh, you know, say, say, you know, we're not going to let you take off. With if you're going to deport this person, it, they're, they're enabling this to happen. And, you know, we have our own, obviously, we've got our own home-born criminals, but mm-hmm. why, why are we importing them? Why, when I had to yeah. get a citizenship for America, they look at everything. They they even do health checks. They look at everything. Um, and, you know, and that's what happens when you come in through the system legally. Otherwise, you know, they come in through a lorry like this guy or mm-hmm. come in through Dover. Um, and... You know, stay on our dime and then this happens. Crimes and stay on our dime. And here's the thing too, I I agree with that in that, uh, you know, some people say, oh, well, you can't say that, you know, it's only illegal foreign men are committing crimes, white English men do. Yeah, we're not saying that stopping... Uh, the borders being overrun was going to eliminate crime. All we're saying is that certain crimes could be prevented. For example, this acid attack would have been prevented if this man had been deported in the first place. And he also committed sex offenses as well. So the guy's a habitual criminal. It's not just a one-off or he didn't just lose his mind. He's a habitual criminal. The government knew about it and yet they allowed him to stay on anyway. So you can say in this case that this policy of open borders has contributed to excess crime in Britain over and above the crime that we're committing anyway, because, you know, we're pretty much a nation of criminals in Ireland and England here. 
we rob, we murder, we rape, we burn places down, we, we commit arson and theft. We do all those things, but this is just on top of the crime that's already being committed. And of course, it should all be dealt with, but this is a case of prevention, I think, is better than cure. So we're pretty much up to time. The time on here just goes by so fast. Uh, I'm going to stop now because if I start talking about another subject, we'll be talking until about 12 or 1 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> I have no doubt about that. So I want to give you a massive thanks uh, for coming back on here again this morning, Leilani, and hopefully uh, it'll not be too long before we talk again. And if you don't do it, follow her, please, on the X platform, Leilani Doubting, uh, and see what she has to say and keep up to speed with uh, some of the campaigns that she's getting behind online so thank you again i hope you have a lovely weekend and uh, we've got to take a break now and trevor john is going to be joining me to talk about some more domestic uk issues live here on tnt today's news talk give me a minute with tnt radio's steve malsberg last week when corinne jean pierre was asked about the position of joe biden when it comes to late-term abortions she had the phony rhetoric ready to go what i will say is majority of americans majority of americans wants to see their rights protected, wants to see women have their rights protected, wants to be able to, wants, want women to be able to make those deeply, deeply personal decisions on their bodies, on their own, not politicians. That's what majority of Americans want to see. And so the president's going to stand with majority of Americans on this issue. Those unborn babies have any rights then? I'm not going to get into that specific. I'm not going to get into that question. Rights for unborn babies? What are you, mad? <laughs> but let's take a look at how Americans really feel about the issue of abortion. This is from Gallup, May of last year. Only 34% of Americans believe abortion should be legal under all circumstances. 34%. A majority, 64%, say limited circumstances or not at all. And in the same poll, only 22% of Americans believe third trimester abortion should be legal at all. It just shows that Karine Jean-Pierre and her leftist buddies are a bunch of liars. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malsberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on TNT. Last week, Brandon met a girl on a dating app. One day after work, he finally found the courage to ask her out. No answer. He started to panic. Was he being too pushy? Maybe it was too... Hey, sorry I didn't respond. I was driving. I would love to go on a date. How does tonight sound? Brandon tried to play it cool, but inside he knew. A girl so smart, so responsible. She must be a keeper. In a secret lab, somewhere in the Western Hemisphere, the perfect human specimen has been born. He has the strength of 10 men and the wisdom of 20. Rick Munn. Now you listen here. He's a very naughty boy. TNT Radio. Now go away. You know what? Uh, we're doing you people. We're doing you people dirty because even during the ad breaks and during the news breaks, we don't stop talking here. The studio's talking. I talk to the guests. It's non-stop. And some of the conversations that we actually have offer are as entertaining as some of the conversations that we have on our, so I don't know, maybe we can compile a massive outtake session from the Locked and Loaded and Open Line shows and broadcast it someday if we're stuck, I don't know. But anyway, it's coming up to the end of the week. It's Friday, traditionally, that means it's Trevor John Day. He is joining us again from an undisclosed location in Kent, I believe, formerly of Hooting in London, but now he's, uh, he's only it. gone and upstixed and moved into Kent. Trev, how are you doing this morning, my friend? 
Yeah, no, I'm good. Down here looking after my old ma. How's things in Kent? Is uh, life on the up or are, are you treading water or are you on the downward spiral? Oh, we got hit by that uh, bit of wind that came last week. So there, there, well, the, the there's storm. always someone's yeah, there's always someone's tree falling on uh, wires down here. But I mean, you know, it had a we name, didn't it? Storm Isha or Storm Aisha? Yeah, or they're going to what it was. They're going to start naming drizzle soon, I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. The hype around these storms, uh, if you go on to weather forecasting, they have big red uh, red warnings now saying storm warning. Mm. I kid you not. Yeah. I understand that, yet yeah, trees can blow over. They might hit someone. They might hit a car. They may cause a fatality. But listen, there's people killed on the roads every day. The worst that yeah. I saw here where I live is the fence that's adjoining my neighbor's property is a little bit tottering at the minute. It's taken a little bit of bashing from the winds. And last su Sunday night, a bin blew over on the street and someone's recyclables no. uh, blew up and down the street. That's about the extent of the damage where I lived. I mean, it's hardly something to get into a state about, is it? Did it make the news? No, <laughs> no, no, it has <laughs> a catastrophe. Green bin blown over and uh, a yeah. cardboard scene uh, spiraling a typhoon <laughs> dust devil style up and down the street. No, it's complete madness, man. Uh, you know, we're reflecting on madness at the minute, I suppose. Uh, we're looking at things in 2024, uh, just before you came on there with the previous guest. Leilani, she was talking about how London has changed. You're an ex-Londoner. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked yeah. about this a few times before. I know it gets hyped up. I know it gets hyped up, and it's not everywhere's a war zone and everywhere's a no-go mm -hmm. area, but there's definitely a reporting style that's adopted by the media at the minute that I think is uh, particularly meant to screw people's brains up and set people against each other. I think we need to take a step back and pause before we swallow everything we're fed there because you could be looking over your shoulder and with squinted eyes at just about everyone if you believe what you were reading in the media, couldn't you? Yeah, and, and that guy who, who did these acid attacks mm -hmm. i mean you wonder whether he's been somehow controlled i mean there there is such a thing as mk ultra we mm -hmm. know that they they can put people in a position where they don't know their own minds and mm -hmm. it's a lot of it's just to cause chaos i think mm -hmm. and to give mm -hmm. people a a feeling that everything's falling apart around them Mm -hmm. So I, I would I I always look at that sort of thing with a sideways glance, thinking, yeah, I bet there's some unseen hand at work there. And, and as well as that, Trevor, but and, and the reality is there's a lot of people in society these days uh, with really bad mental health issues that need help. And mm. instead of getting help, uh, they're, they're being ignored or they're being neglected or the money's not there to help them. Uh, they could be being fed some kind of, you know, hallucinatory substances or indulging in them themselves. And then they go out and they commit these heinous crimes. It's not an excuse for it in any way, shape or form. But a lot of a lot of uh, mental health services in Northern Ireland, for example, were suspended or done away with years ago. And they were literally emptying people that were in secure facilities in the communities again, trying to reintegrate them, maybe people with terrible paranoid schizophrenia, people with uh, the need medication to, to, to keep themselves on an even keel. They weren't taking the medication and they go out and commit horrible acts. And that applies to people mm. that are in the country illegally as immigrants, as well as people like you and me that could just be walking the street. You can't tell by looking at someone what they're going to do. No, and I, I just think any any way they can possibly cause division as well, they're, they're going to try and do it. But talking of mental health, you've seen that um, uh, Irish Eurovision 
song yeah. contest entry. And Bambi Thug. I mean, Bambi Thug. It's a new genre called Ouija Pop, apparently. You know, for real? Dana, all kinds of everything it ain't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, that's that's shocking, story- is it? Demonic. It's demonic. Uh, this is, by the way, yeah. interestingly, I haven't actually covered that story uh, this week. It, it was mm. last weekend, I think, uh, for people that don't know, Trev, uh, Ireland have a, an entry every year for the Eurovision Song Contest. This really naff song contest where people can win on behalf of their country. And Ireland has won, I think, two or three times in the past. A guy called Johnny Logan won it and Dana won it. Very wholesome, very lovely people won it for Ireland back in the day. Now we have our candidate this year is this witch, I would I describe her as a witch, a demonic witch called Bambi Thug, yeah. who takes pictures yeah. of herself uh, menstruating in the shower and posts it on the social media to, you know, inspire young girls to be more like her, screeching and wailing like a, a, a possessed banshee. She is actually yeah. the Ireland entry for the Eurovision Song Contest. What message is that sending out? What kind of a place is Ireland? And what message is that sending out to young, impressionable minds in Ireland? Oh, I mean, what are they doing to your poor beleaguered country, mate? I tell you, man. It's appalling, isn't it? I mean, it it couldn't be more demonic, that song. And then when she finishes, there's a whole bunch of people all cheering and clapping like seals. And I just think, Uh well, it's got to, whether that's, I don't know, are they paid to do that? I don't know. But it's, it's very strange. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Maybe. Just maybe she is the best representation of what Ireland is all about <laughs> right now because I believe it's a demonically infested, satanically yeah. inspired, overrun, madhouse, lunacy madhouse. So maybe, just maybe, Bambi Thug is the best candidate to represent Ireland at the minute given what the politicians and the people that are uh, operating NGOs are trying to enable and enact in Ireland itself. Bizarre as that might sound, maybe she is the best no, possible right. fit. It's an honest representation of your leadership, in inverted commas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I know uh, it, it's it's just appalling. Um, there's yeah. th- there's another story here actually in Ireland because I wanted to bring this uh, to your attention because I know you've worked in schools I know you do a bit of teaching mm-hmm. as well uh, the National yeah. Parents Council so this is a, a an article that was published in the Irish Independent so this is uh, to me bizarre and uh, you know uh, gaslighting 101 here pupils left uh, with just 14 days of school in March which is March coming here because of closure due to polling day. So traditionally, I don't know what it's like in England, but in, in Ireland, mm-hmm. uh, if there's an election up, most primary schools and larger, smaller secondary schools are closed for the day to allow people to go and vote so the kids get a day off school. So what they're saying is closing schools so they can be used as polling stations sends a negative message that education can take second place to other events, says the National Parents Council. So they're complaining about a few days of closure for polling, saying it's giving the wrong message to kids after Ireland shut its schools down, in some cases for 18 months because of the so-called COVID scandemic. And when they reopened, they muzzled the kids, they made them sit in bubbles, eat their lunches in the pissing rain, or follow daft one-way systems around and around about and doing Zoom lessons. How can they say that polling is giving out the wrong message when the Irish government and the British government give just about the worst message possible to school kids to say, you know what, you can sit at home and do it in Zoom. You don't need to be there in the first place. You've got to hand it to them. It's top trolling. Isn't it? They're, they're absolutely, they're taking a piss. 
I mean, like they care about the kids' education. <laughs> and then there's no education from my experience. And I and, and I, I, I teach one day a week guitar in a in a, a quite relatively nice primary school. And I didn't wear masks or anything. But even there, you can see there's no education. It's it's all sort of mind washing. Mm-hmm. It's all programming. They get someone coming in, author, um, to come in and show them their book, and it's all about the green agenda. They're teaching them all this nonsense about gender. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's just appalling. They don't care about the kids' education. They're, I don't know. I don't. I don't know about you, man. But I mean, like, my my daughter, thankfully, is out of the education system now. Uh, obviously, I'm never going to go back as a mature mm. student at this point in my life. Anyway, I feel like I've you know I've done as much education as I'm ever going to get. I don't envy. I don't envy young parents these days with kids. Maybe they're looking at preschools, they're looking at primary mm. schools, or the kids are going into secondary schools these days. Those kids between four and 16 years of age that are in the educational systems at the minute, man, those are changed times from when you and I were there. Yeah, they used to beat us with sticks. You know, corporal punishment was there. You know, you had sadistic, abusive teachers running amok and, you know, worse in some schools. However, what they're doing to kids' minds, they did it to our bodies back then, but what they're doing to kids' minds at the minute is uh, possibly life-altering and uh, very hard to undo when they become adults. Yeah. No, I know more and more people taking their kids out of the education system and homeschooling. And, you know, Hope was set up in order to Mm. do that down in Sussex. Um, So, yeah, I mean, you'd have to very seriously consider it, wouldn't you? Mm. Um, And... Like not, I wouldn't give a kid a single jab. <laughs> I'm never giving a dog a jab again, or a cat. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's we've got to just leave that system. They're 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 just uh, uh, no, like they're they're trying to like they're doing in Ireland with the immigration and everything. I think they're trying to obliterate the culture and have a. I, and to me, that's what the reset is. It's an obliteration of the of the whole culture and a, and a cultural mind washing and wiping, so that um, you know they can have this reset. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know if you did. Have we talked about the great expositions? Because it it looks like they did a similar thing back in the eighteen fifties. No, we haven't no, talked about that. Good, no, these, there's um, there's a really interesting guy called um, Howdy. Mikowski, I think his mm-hmm. name is. He, he's done. He's been on Crow Triple Seven. I don't know if you follow them. They're, they're, uh, it's a great podcast. And he's also there's a good one on the Void about him. And he talks all about the great expositions where they supposedly built these amazing, enormous kind of almost villages in two years mm-hmm. and then destroyed them. Mm-hmm. And of course, they weren't. They all look like Roman architecture and but what they were doing was was tarting it up old beautiful old architecture and then just destroying it all afterwards and it was wiping out the kind of cultural memory um so uh i'll I'll stick i've got a link on that on my um um um, telegram channel telegram uh, i'll stick yeah so I'll, i'll stick this um uh yeah my telegram channel random human music i'll i'll stick this um the link to that when I put the thing about this, uh, you know, interview yeah, on. Do, 
Yeah. And in case I forget, which I am prone to doing because I talk to you so much, I just assume everybody knows who you are and where they can contact you. But if you don't follow, yeah. uh, Trevor has a, a Telegram channel, Random Human Music, if you use Telegram, uh, check him out there. He also has an Instagram page, which is Trevor John Sings. And he has mm -hmm. a Spotify page, Trevor John, where you can uh, you can uh, uh, indulge yourself in some of his tunes. And you know what? A lot of those, a lot of those tunes, you know, uh, the first one I ever heard, it never left my head. Literally, I listened to it and it stuck in my brain as That's a Moron, uh, That's which a moron, is sang yeah. to the tune of uh, That's a Moron. But the more and more you look around, you know, I'm dubbing certain Irish politicians at the minute. Eamon Ryan is Mr. Potato Head. Helen McEntee is an absolute menace to society in Ireland. These people are absolutely moronic in their approach. There's no way that they are the people that they're just simply front men and women for yeah. another agenda. They're incapable of doing anything. In fact, the more incompetent they are, it seems to be the further they go in political uh, spheres. That's a moron is very applicable. Off you pop. Natalie and I have been talking no end about euthanasia cases this week. Oh, yeah. uh, China's fascination with the execution. 6,000 people a year are executed in China. Do you know that? Uh, capital punishment. Mm. 66 crimes in the uh, the Chinese penal code can result in death. 22 of them non-violent. They're obsessed with killing people off as well. And of course, the ongoing saga with you know uh, nursing home deaths during the scandemic years with midazolam pathways to death it seems to be as much as we have a health department in inverted commas it has this branch this death department built into it mm. at least in a large part that wants to see people off off the face of the planet and you wrote a song about that called uh, off your pop is that correct yeah no it's it's just suggesting to the eugenicists that if they think there's too many people in the world they should set an example yeah, and go lead first. by example. Yeah, be yeah. the first. None of them do, yeah. though. I mean, they're yeah. all like spraying their seed around like a fireman's hose, aren't they? They are. You get, what's it, John Johnson, Boris Johnson and his dad are all propagating yeah. like mice. If you actually go on, if you go on to Boris Johnson's Wikipedia page, right, you know the way it says, you know, born in such and such a place, married, to, this is the name of his spouses. When it says children, under children in his biography, it says at least six. <laughs> so that's all it's in there. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. Go on to Boris Johnson's Wikipedia yeah. page and under personal bio section, children says at least six. So at even the bios six. and the, the writers of Wiki, maybe even Boris himself, uh, doesn't know how many little uh, sprogs he has uh, running around at the minute. But, you know, we're saying these things. You and I like to, uh, I think, have a little bit of tongue-in-cheek humour. Uh, we've got a little black yeah. sense of humour as well. I think, Trevor, if we didn't yeah. have that, you know, it would be a very uh, difficult world to be in if you couldn't look and laugh, not not mockingly, but just almost like as a coping mechanism, we need to have humour in our lives. Otherwise, as the saying goes, uh, if you don't laugh, you cry, and you know what? We're yeah. nearly up to uh, time. I was, I was, I must admit, I was quite tired this morning when it came on, a little bit mentally fried, but I've been rejuvenated by the guests that I've had on today and the That's crack good. and the banter with the studio. Uh, a lot of people leaving comments in the live chat as well. And I always like to uh, wrap up my Fridays, at least every fourth Friday anyway, uh, talking to your good self because you always do put a smile on my, my face. My birthday well. almost. 
Yeah, it's almost your TNT birthday, which is uh, mid-Feb, yeah. I think, uh, which almost coincides yeah, yeah. with your actual birthday. So Trev, yeah. if you if you weren't aware of it, he's coming up. Uh, another year of life has passed, and another year of life on TNT has passed as well. Can you believe it, man? Two years, and we're still chatting away on the airways with smiles on our faces. The bastards aren't going to grind us down, are they? Some good things have come out of this. The, they have, the, my this uh, dark energy is there to push us forward. I mean, it, it in is. many ways, it's been fantastic. And you know what? Uh, just to wrap this up as well, one of the things that is a positive, we're, we're covering a lot about uh, stories at the minute where, for example, people aren't taking uh, HPV vaccines in schools. They're not taking yeah. MMR shots. Yeah. They're complaining that the COVID uptake Good. is too low. These are wins, okay? So sometimes we can yeah. get the spawn and we can get a little bit down in the mouth. But the reality is we are banging on and banging on about this and people are actually paying attention to it. And I do believe, seriously, lives are being saved as a result of the work that you're doing through your music and your outreach and what we're trying to do here on uh, TA as well so that's a positive way to wrap up the show we've only got a few seconds left the music i don't know if you can hear the metal the metal is playing in the background now in your headphones it's in my headphones so you know we're getting we're getting psyched up just as we're getting warmed up here on earth but trev massive thanks to you as always for taking the time out uh, to have a chat lovely to see you again and i, I think it's uh, not too late to say happy new year happy new year to you uh, oh, yeah. for 2024 trevor john in the house I'm out of here. Uh, I'm going to go and do something out in the great outdoors. James Freeman is coming up now. Please stay tuned for him. And I'll be back on Monday at nine with Natalie for Open Line on the one and only, the marvellous, the incredible, the wonderful, the stupendous, the epic TNT Today's News.